Welcome to Safe Space, the official Safe in Our World podcast. For those who don't know, the main goal of Safe in Our World is to create and foster worldwide mental health awareness within the video game industry and beyond, to eliminate the stigma surrounding mental health and to make it a natural topic of discussion and to promote the dialogue so that people are not afraid to reach out for help if they need it. My name is Rosie and today I am joined by Sarah and Jake for our very first episode of Safe Space. Hello. 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 Hi, welcome. Um, so I thought we could do a little bit of an introduction just to let people know who we are and what we're about before we crack on with Safe in Our World. Um, so I don't mind kicking things off with a, a little bit about me. Um, so also, I apologies to Sarah because I know that she doesn't game, but I thought we could integrate our favourite games into the introductions because, you know. <laughs> What better way to, <laughs> to let people judge us from the get-go? So my favourite games um, are The Last of Us and Stardew Valley because two very opposite games, but I love them to pieces. And they kind of kick-started me to get back into games um, after a long period of not doing so. So um, that's just a little bit about me. I am a huge fan of Pepsi Max, Strawberry Million Sneak, plants and I think that pretty much covers me as a personality <laughs> um, so I'm going to pass over to Sarah who's going to talk a little bit about who she is and then we'll move around the room. Thanks Rosie um, yes so I'm Sarah um, I've been with Safe for just about a year now um, I'm I'm not a gamer um, I'm brand new to this industry but I'm loving learning it. I've been promised a PS4, so I'm hoping that's <laughs> going to come soon because I know you two have got uh, a ton of games that you want me to play. Um, I have obviously, I have obviously played uh, Fractured Minds, uh, which I loved, um, but that's about as far as I've got because we've been so busy here. Um, a bit about me. Um, I'm a mom. I've got two kids, uh, but they're getting quite grown up now. Uh, I've got three cats um, who often appear on uh, various panels and podcasts that I do. Um, <laughs> often and all of the meetings and we're yeah, not mad about it. <laughs> completely. It's a good job we have no camera for this. Um, and I love Netflix. I feel like I've watched about 90% of Netflix. I love documentaries. I love any any kind of drama series. So yeah, I'm a bit of a bit of a Netflix geek. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically me. I think are we going to talk a bit in a minute about how we got into Safe Road? Yeah, yeah, we'll go into um, how we all sure, came to find. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's me. Uh, so let me pass you to Jake. Thanks, Sarah. Um, I'm Jake, uh, gaming obsessed. It's pretty much all I do. Um, I uh, used to run a little website and um and wrote about all sorts of games and and uh i i just i absolutely love it my favorite ones are zombie related titles i can't get enough of uh titles like dead rising when you're left alone in a shopping mall to uh use everything in the shopping mall against the zombies um when i'm not gaming uh me and my partner we we kind of rescue animals uh it's gotten a bit crowded so we've had to like calm down but um, yeah, our house is full of crazy animals with crazy personalities, <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, happy to are be you, are here. You, are you going to say the fact that you've got an owl? I, <laughs> I was do, just yeah. about to say that. 
I don't know why I missed that out. Like it's my profile picture. Um, yeah, I've got uh, Marley my owl from a, a previous job. Uh, she's a a brown wood owl, and she has a very funny personality. She's grumpy all the time, and she lets you know it. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. And also, just to point out, I Dead Rising. I've never played it, but I've watched a playthrough from it, and it is probably my favorite. It's hilarious. It's so funny. The fact that you can use anything as a weapon is just top notch. It's great. It, yeah. <laughs> and then Dead Rising Two lets you like combine them to make even more. Oh, the uh, most ridiculous you know. weapons. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. I just love zombie games. I don't know what it is. Zombie anything zombie apocalypse. It's just like I'm sold. Yeah, me too. But then I know that if I was in that situation in real life, I would be absolutely pathetic. I feel like these games have trained me for it, you know, so I'm like, I'm ready. <laughs> ready for the apocalypse. <laughs> ready for it, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it's man. a good job I've got both of you because I'm really not ready for that. Yeah, we'll carry you through it, don't worry. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. So, Jake, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you first got involved with SAFE? Because I know that you were pretty much involved from very early stages before it was a charity, is that right? Yeah, um, I remember when it was called Yana. <laughs> you are not alone. Yeah, um, we. So I've I've kind of I've struggled with OCD since I was around twelve, and um, it's kind of really impacted my life. And I got into the animal industry, and I faced a lot of mental health discrimination throughout. And um, and instead of kind of giving up and relenting to the pressures i kind of just thought well do you know what i don't want to kind of be on my deathbed one day and and have regrets so i thought that i'll push forward and and make a difference and i started uh, like as mentioned before i started writing on a website uh my own website uh, i came across some uh cool guys at wired productions and they to, they listened to my story and said oh do you, you know do you want to be part of our upcoming charity and i was like sign me up yesterday <laughs> you know <laughs> um, and uh yeah from there it kind of it was a couple of years of just building it up and ideas and and then we are finally almost at our two-year anniversary and and it's absolutely incredible to to see it going and um my role at at Safe in Our World is kind of more of the gamers and gaming side of things. I like to go and check out games with mental health themes and I'm working on a project at the moment to try and connect mental health with regular sort of releases such as there's a Red Dead 2 article that I did that, that relates to burnout and burnout in real life and um, I've got some more coming soon so that should be exciting. Amazing. Yeah, for those listening, um, the 10th of October will officially be our second, is it our second year anniversary? Yeah. Yeah. How wild is that? (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't feel like two years. Not (laughs) at all. I mean, so I'll let Sarah talk about how she got involved with Safe in Our World as well, because I know what she's going to say about her claim to fame. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My claim to fame is I was the first employee for Safe in Our World, which was actually a year ago yesterday. So I'm uh, I'm still high on celebrating my uh, first year anniversary with SAFE. Um, oh, as, I men- 
Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> as I mentioned before, I'm not not from a gaming background. Uh, actually, my background um, most recently has been sport. Um, always in the charity uh, world. Um, but for the last ugh, X number of years, not going to give away my age, um, <laughs> I actually work for a sports charity. Um, but I've always been a massive advocate of mental health. Um, and, you know, there's always been this massive, massive desire in me to reduce the stigma that still surrounds it um, and make sure that everybody can can speak out if they need it. Um, and in my previous role, I did actually um, help develop some programs that tackled uh, mental health issues with a, uh, with a group of youngsters that were struggling at school. Um, and we actually used golf as a medium um, to teach them some like confidence and resilience and control which then actually helped them in school. So that that was really interesting for me um, that, you know, these youngsters were, were suffering, with, suffering with their mental health and there was other ways that we could, you know, bring in some exercises, breathing exercises and, and different ways um, to help them improve. And they really did. So that really got me interested uh, in the mental health side. So when the role came along for SAFE, um, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was a perfect role and I absolutely loved every minute of that i've been here so far yeah i think that's what's really good about like us us three we're kind of we all come from different backgrounds and different experiences and it's all but it all kind of equals we all want to help those that struggle find their voice and and reach out and all through our own things really yeah yeah, I think that's probably true of, of everyone who's involved with the charity, um, from yeah. affiliates to trustees. Everyone has so different, varied backgrounds, but we've all kind of got that one thing in common is that we're all interested in mental health. Um, and it's just an interesting medium to kind of roll it out in with video games. Um, and that's kind of how I found out about um, SAFE as well. So when I was working for a first aid charity, um, I met one of the trustees uh, called Immy at NHS Nightingale, who, for those who aren't UK based or don't know about, was um, a big hospital constructed during COVID-19. Um, and it was a bit of a mess, really. But I was uh, the volunteer coordinator for a while um, working there. And Immy was one of the volunteers uh, with the charity that I was with at the time. Um, and we kind of bonded over that sense of video games and I think we were talking about The Last of Us coming out part two um, and you know the trauma associated with that and um, I learned about Safe in Our World and what what it was trying to do and and what it stood for um, and that just really resonated with me and then like Sarah said the role came about and I was like I'm absolutely <laughs> going to apply for this because it sounds so up my street and I didn't even think about it at the time um combining the two together so the super interesting way to get into it sarah do you want to talk a little bit about what you do within safe in our world with the, the level up program and your training expertise at safe i mainly look after the industry side of what we do um so i look after our level up program whereby we just ask everybody within the industry to come together and join our program um, and just commit to looking after the mental health um, of everybody who works within it. Um, we know that our industry can be a very uh, full-on place. Um, it's, 
you know, often there can be um, a crunch culture. There, there can be long hours, can be hard deadlines. Um, so it was really important that we came up with a program that that tackles this and make sure that everybody within our industry feels that they work in a safe and supported environment. Um, I think even a UK survey a couple of years ago um, suggested that people within our industry suffering mental health conditions is something like 31%, whereby it's only 17% nationally. So it was time that that somebody took this seriously, and that's exactly what we're doing here at SAFE. Um, so it's a program, it's free to join. Um, and when you do join, all we ask is that you tell your staff and your employees that you've joined. Um, and then start to commit to change over the next 12 months. So that might be to write a policy. It might be to get some of your staff trained up. Um, it might be um, to think about getting a mental health ambassador or a champion. So there's lots of different ways that you can make that first step um, to make sure you, your teams and your talent really feel like they're being looked after and that their mental health is as important as their physical health. Um, so that's in a nutshell um, what what Level Up does. Um, we've got an exciting bit. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this now, but we've got an exciting new bit of the website coming up from members of Level Up. It's got a ton of resources and offers. Um, so uh, that's that's something that's coming up over the next week or so. Uh, but just uh, alongside that, I do look after the training as well. Um, so via us, you can get trained up uh, if you just want your whole staff trained up with mental health awareness, or we do first aid training courses. Um, and most recently, um, we've just launched our community manager training. Um, I'm very conscious that I'm talking a lot. Um, but the, <laughs> uh, just quickly on the on the community manager training, because it is an amazing course, we've had fantastic feedback already. Um, so it's a it's a course that we're um, rolling out, hopefully going to train up something like 200 people. Um, well, 200 uh, community managers or anybody really in a customer facing role within our industry. Um, we know that role can seem really overwhelming, limitless, and you're constantly on. So having spoken to lots of them to chat about what issues they face on a daily basis, we've designed a course especially for them, which will give them um, knowledge, confidence, and practical skills to set some boundaries so that they are not working constantly, um, provide non-clinical mental health support, um, and not only take care of their community, but take care of their own mental well-being too. Um, and on that, if that is a role that you're in, for anyone who's listening, um, we do have some spaces spare. Um, so you can apply via our website on the training page. Um, but yeah, there's lots and lots of training that, that we're offering, lots more that we're looking at. Um, so do make sure you check that out on our website. We've also had some fantastic feedback already from people who've completed the course, uh, which is amazing. So we've we've already had, by the time of this going out, nearly three groups complete. Right, yes. Sarah? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we're just rolling out. Yeah, the two in September, two courses. Um, so yeah, we are. We are. Yeah, we've got. We have still got some spaces, but they are filling up quick. So if you are interested, I, I, I recommend that you um, complete the application form as soon as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And there's some really valuable conversations going on there between lots of different people who are in the same role but have 
varied experience within it. So I would highly recommend that if you're interested at all uh, to go and sign up and, and see what, what's going on there. Yeah, um, because at the end of it, we do hope to have a, a community of community managers to to chat to each other, share best practice and, you know, just feel like they're supported because it, it can be a really lonely role. Um, yeah, and that's absolutely. one thing that we really want to have a look at. Um, coming out of this training is how can we you know just make sure people can talk to each other and support each other in in quite an isolated role sometimes yeah especially if it's um if you're more on the content creation side rather than the industry side you might not have a manager as such to talk about these things with so that's also a really important thing um, that you can learn on the course is how you can support yourself in the absence of that. It's always handy to have some uh, support and definitely in content creation. It's just um, with the recent events on Twitch and whatnot, it feels like these courses are tailored to to self-care as well and looking after yourself and, and noticing when others might need that nudge to reach out and, and take the right steps forward. Yeah, yeah, being able to spot the signs in both yourself and others is is so important to to recognise that you're struggling. And that's so, what we aim to do, really, isn't it? We we're trying to bridge the gap between um, helping people recognise their own mental health and then taking those first steps. And I think that through things like our courses, our Safer Together Discord channel, and and our social media and website. I, I feel like successfully we've already had people talking and people pushing boundaries that they perhaps couldn't before. And, and we've definitely had feedback that Safe in Our World has really helped them find their voice and have a voice. And and it's wonderful to know that we're having that effect. So, um, you know, if you do want to get involved, there is there are ways on our website that you can get in touch and yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of like-minded people within our community, both affiliates and um, and others as well. So it it can be a really nice, safe space to talk about mental health without fear of being judged. I'll talk a little bit about what I do within the charity as well. Um, so I tend to look after the social media and the website side of things for the charity. Uh, I manage the website content and um, a few of the other projects, um, such as uh, a safe in our world bundle which we have done in the past and we may or may not be doing in the future fundraising events podcast which i don't know if can count because this is obviously the first episode but i'm absolutely counting it <laughs> and um supporting the affiliates within safe in our world um such as the ambassadors and patrons so it's kind of a varied role um which i love because you get to talk to so many different people and with so many different experiences which is amazing um and that's kind of also what led on to why we wanted to do the podcast in the first place because having these conversations with lots of different people and hearing about other individuals experience within the game space uh, can be super valuable for for a lot of people listening who might not feel as though they can talk about it with their loved ones or their friends we wanted to involve our affiliates in a way to allow them to talk about their passions around mental health, um, but also to expand on a recent project that we did on Instagram um, called Humans with Mental Health, which is sort of a, a spin on uh, Humans of New York, which is an Instagram project that I would highly recommend if you wanted to check that out. Um, but it's more of a games mental health focused um take on that which is inviting people to share their mental health story 
in a, a quite a personal way um, through our Instagram, um, which I have found very powerful from the stories that we've that have already been shared with us, which is amazing. Um, I think sharing stories as personal as that can really empower you to talk about your own mental health and make you feel as if you've you know, got more control over it, I suppose, in a way. Um, but what do you think? Because I know, Jake, that you wrote a story for humans with mental health as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, I think, that with, with lived experience, I think it can help others um, kind of find hope because sometimes with a lot of mental health struggles people are often that they're often feeling alone and 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 i know somebody in in college told me that they had ocd too i didn't feel quite alone and i think that these humans with mental health stories are so powerful and and i think it will it really helps to to reach out to those people that are you know behind the screen and perhaps nervous or scared of of sharing it and 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 sometimes it's enough just knowing that there's people around there that are struggling in the same way to not feel so alone basically really and i think that's the most important thing is to really push out the fact that you know you aren't alone and and we've got your back kind of thing and i think that those stories are what can help push people forward um into searching for themselves their own mental health and and making those first steps into reaching out for help yeah absolutely um i I can know that when i wrote my piece for it i spent days (laughs) just staring at this piece that i'd written and i was just like i need it to reflect my story well but it's also very difficult to get those words out and to actually articulate how you were feeling at a certain time or how you're feeling now. And going through that journey again can also be quite an emotional experience to have to live through. To, to write it down physically and read what you went through um, is a huge mm. thing. So it, yeah. it shouldn't be understated about how um, amazing it is that people are able to share these stories because it certainly wasn't easy for me. And I know that it wasn't easy for a lot of people as well. How did you feel afterwards, Rosie? Once you'd written it down, did you feel like it was a bit of a release? Oh, like a weight absolutely was lifted 100% because it felt like I'd been able to throw my brain on a page and it stuck and it wasn't in my brain anymore. So I didn't have to constantly be thinking about it um, and trying to make sense of it. It was kind of almost a process for me to actually process the story. I guess. Yeah. And that's that's really important, isn't it, with, with mental health? I know some courses I've done recently talk about journaling. When you get something out of your head and onto paper, it actually helps you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I fully recommend having your own journal or for me, I've got an, my own Discord server where I just pour my heart and soul out uh, just to get it out of my head because it does help. For me, it do- it doesn't help for everyone, and I think everyone will have their own coping mechanism to be able to process things. But if you haven't tried it, I would highly recommend it. Um, I also on mine have like a mood tracker, so I track I track my mood <laughs> uh, throughout the days. But it's also interesting to correlate that with my like journal entries to see if they relate at all. 
I just find it interesting to kind of see it as a window into my own mind when it's quite hard to do that from a, a day-to-day perspective, I suppose. Sure. I think I think the uh, the support from supporters that we receive for these stories as well really, really helps. Like, we've got such lovely people that rally around these stories and, and retweet, share, uh, share nice messages with you. And, and I think that's another thing that can really help empower people um, as well. And I think that we've been very lucky with the people we've sort of picked up along the way as champions, ambassadors, patrons, supporters, even just the community, even those people that just retweet the awareness. I think it all absolutely helps, especially if, you know, it can be so exhausting when you do write about your story. And for some, it can leave you feeling, you know, very sort of worn out and and vulnerable. But then you get nice comments. I know that I did one about my granddad and Star Wars and I felt like it was lovely to get out. But my God, it brought everything back. front and center and there was one of our ambassadors miss chaos she she said something lovely on twitter and and it kind of it it was just lovely to see that support and then you kind of left feeling well it's not so bad and you're not alone and and you you know what i mean it it just it encourage it's encouraging yeah yeah definitely 100 percent um, because you, you kind of see a lot of people rally behind what you're saying. And like you said, you don't feel as alone. Yeah, for sure. So I want to talk a little bit about events, um, because at the time of recording, we have got so many events that are coming up uh, over the next month um, or two. And I wanted to talk specifically about one that we'll be going to at the end of October called MCV Develop. Uh, which Sarah and I will be um, supporting at a roundtable about Level Up Mental Health. Um, So I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about events in general, like how we're all feeling about going back to events, not post-COVID because we're kind of still in COVID, but with us slowly turning back to normal, I say, in the vaguest of terms. Um, (laughs) So... Let's start, Sarah, with you. How how do you feel about going back to to events in person rather? Than yeah, um, I mean it 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 feels really strange. I, I you know I've I've run events for years, and now I've got we've actually got a, like a little event later today. Um, we've got some later on this week, uh, and many more to come. And I'm excited. Uh, I'm I'm excited to get back out there. I'm excited to meet people. Um, I mean I know this this sounds really daft but Rosie and I have never met Jake on this podcast Um, so we're gonna get to meet Jake this week which is going to be amazing Um, but yes I'm very much looking forward to it I am a bit apprehensive Uh, I mean I live just outside London so I need to get on a train and get on a tube and you know I am obviously so much more aware of my own space now than ever before and making sure that I stay safe um but i'm also very excited i'm very excited to meet some people i'm very excited to see how the events in this industry work um yeah so i think yes I, i'm cautious 
um, and a little bit apprehensive, but overwhelmingly really looking forward to to meeting people um, and, you know, meeting people within the industry, but also meeting, you know, some gamers, some just our followers, our supporters uh, and, and saying hello. So, yeah, that's that's, I think how I feel maybe tomorrow I might feel different but that's how I feel today what about you Rosie yeah I, th- I feel like we're we're pretty similar in that respect like I I am very excited to start going back to events I, again a little bit nervous around um, social distancing and things like that and obviously we're all double vaccinated now which is great um, but there's still a lot of things that we need to do to stay safe one thing that's been kind of on the forefront of my mind is um, getting back into these heavy social situations after not being in them for very long, for for so long even, um, is going to be interesting. Uh, Social anxiety wise, panic wise, like I um, experience a lot of panic attacks. Um, Personally, um, they've kind of gone up and down throughout the pandemic, which has been a a wild roller coaster for me. (laughs) Um, So I've always kind of got that on my brain when I'm at events um but overall I'm I'm very excited to meet a lot of people who we've spoken to for the past year and never met in person which is it's still very strange to think about to me especially the fact that like you said we've never met Jake in person <laughs> I'm yeah. just a vo- I'm just a voice I don't really exist in person I'm just an AI <laughs> you just talk from the void yeah, that's it. yeah. you're not that's a zombie are you Jake it's possible and what about you jake because i know that you've obviously been to games industry events before covid was a thing um so how how was that and how do you think it's going to compare to now i I was lucky enough to go to egx i think it was 2018 with wide productions and the energy is incredible it was like my first proper gaming event and the Everybody is there because of the love of video games and they want to know the next releases. They want to know what's going on in the industry. And the energy is is just fantastic. And it's like being with uh, a team, is that's incredible in itself. And then you've got loads of people who are just absolutely so enthusiastic and so enthusiastic to meet you. And it's it's... It's just a wonderful feeling. And I think that that got me hooked on events, if anything. Like, after that, I just wanted to do more. And sort of when the pandemic hit, I guess it was it was a bit... I mean, I think a lot of people that are listening will agree that it, it was a bit disappointing to know that there wouldn't be any events for a long time because it, it is just one of those sort of really memorable things it's it's been quite triggering for my ocd the whole pandemic because um fear of illness is is a thing and i've got that in my mind but i also can't really i think i think that's dwarfed by by getting to meet you guys finally um and getting to see the effect that safe in our world has had on people because that has always been the thing for me to if we can change one life we've won kind of thing and i'm really excited to see people and and what they have to think about it and just um yeah it's and and to get that sort of enthusiasm back that feeling so i mean i am really excited bit apprehensive it's it's a four-hour train journey but um 
Spotify is your friend. <laughs> you know. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Always. I was, uh, I was at an event recently at the Gaming Awards, uh, which is at the Vauxhall Tavern in London, and being able to talk to people who one either kind of knew what Safe and Our World was about, but had never spoken to us, or two actually knew who we were and came up to say hi was so nice it was such a nice experience to actually talk to people in real life about yeah. it um and so that's that's one thing that i'm super excited to get back into definitely yeah, definitely so speaking of talking to people who are interested in safe in our world um i thought we'd do a little bit about talking about the guests that we've got lined up and what the podcast is going to be in the future so i think it's fair to say that we've got a fair few guests uh lined up ready to come and talk to us about a variety of different topics uh, which is very exciting so from you know content creators to veterans in the industry to safe in our world affiliates other charities there's so many different people that we want to talk to and they've all got one thing in common which is this big drive to talk about mental health and to reduce the stigma around it which is amazing um, and so we're kind of going to be discussing lots of different things including the struggles that um individuals experience through content creation or best practice with level up partners uh, and companies within the industry to talk about how they tackle mental health um we're going to be talking about games pr and games as well uh, community management uh, experience with different games and games developers on how they have managed to integrate mental health within their games we're going to be talking as broadly as possible, but also delving into a lot of different pockets of mental health within this space um, because it's such a huge spread of things to tackle. So we're excited to explore a lot of different new themes, but also learn along the way because we don't know everything. But learning is, is going to be a huge part of this podcast as well. So I am very excited to talk to a lot of different people. <laughs> yeah, and I think if you know, once we get um, a few podcasts out, if, if our listeners really want us to talk about something, then I think that's possible as well, isn't it, Rosie? You know, if, if, there's a, if there's a topic that somebody really wants us to delve into, we'd be more than happy to try and accommodate that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If there's something that you want us to talk about that you're really passionate about, please do let us know. Um, we've got a lot of different links um, on the podcast itself where you're listening um but we're also you can find all of our socials at safeinourworld.org so please do head over there if you want to feedback anything about the podcast or anything in general get in touch with us get involved with us we are more than happy to talk to you and if we have any supporters of me doing a bonus noodle review episode <laughs> please <laughs> You know. I I did wonder how long it would be uh, during this podcast before Jake mentions noodles, which is his absolute obsession behind zombies. Yep. Um, we should have a bonus episode, you know. We should do noodle review. Yeah, just like little noodle reviews, bonus ending, you know. <laughs> should we tell the podcasters how this came to be the i think it's only fair yeah yeah so well i was sat in a team's meeting and the sound notifications weren't uh working and i was sat there with a pot of noodles and i was silently reviewing them to myself <laughs> you know as you do and now it's become a thing and and uh in one of my friends discords i'm uh uh, my in-game name's Dark Sonic, and I'm Dark the Noodle Dude. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. 
I do think it's about 80% of our meetings talk about food. And, you know, 65% yeah. of those conversations are about noodles. So yeah. it's a big part of our lives right now. It is. <laughs> um, so moving on from the noodle discussion, which I'm sure will be featured back in more episodes. Um, that was our first episode of Safe Space. I hope you learned a little, hopefully a lot, about who we are, what we do, and what we're trying to achieve within the charity, but also for the podcast. We wanted to leave it on a higher note, um, so if you're struggling, please know you're not alone. There is support out there, and if you're looking for somewhere to start, please visit our website at safeinourworld.org to find a list of global helplines, as well as lots of information about different feelings and symptoms. Be kind to yourself. Self-care is not selfish. Thank you for listening.